This episode is brought to you by DoorDash and by Kitsch. You know what they say, strict parents make naughty kids. Catholic, Italian, Cuban household, dentist parents, conservative small town in Pennsylvania. It doesn't get more like, <laughs> Yeah, so Gabby and I were raised by dentist parents who met in dental school and our father is 100% Italian and very old fashioned and our mother is 100% Cuban and very old fashioned. And they're both Catholic. Not to mention the whole business owners slash doctors as well. Yeah. So Gabby and I were just talking before we even planned on talking about this today. We were talking about the kids in our school that had cool parents versus strict parents and how the ones that had the more chill parents were actually way more behaved. And the ones that had strict parents like were pro liars. <laughs> like we just, you figured it out. You figure, Oh, if I want quality of life, I got to learn how to lie. Like, Yeah. I remember like going over a friend's house for a play date and just really observing their family dynamic and being like, Whoa, this is a thing. Like this happens. Like parents can be this cool. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like it comes from a good place. Like I, I have control problems and I, I can only imagine how hard it is to love someone so much like your kid and be terrified something's going to happen. So you want to control, but it actually is like reverse psychology. It does the opposite effect when you're like holding, it's like when you hold on too tight in a relationship, it'll break, yes. you'll break up if you're too into it. It's like, like if you, if you are too, if you pressure too much, if you nag too much, if you hold on too tight, it's like it pushes the other partner to go away, the push and pull effect. And I think the push and pull effect really plays a huge role in parenting. They'll rebel. They'll Listen rebel. guys, they'll rebel like dead ass. Now I'm not saying be your, your kid's best friend and be like, yo, you want to smoke a joint together? But like, I'm saying like, be... Okay, we're, I'm not going to tell someone how to be, but I'm just we're just going to shed some insight on what our parents created growing up because if I ever have kids, I never want to raise a kid that was like me. Gabby, I'm going to be honest though, like you were on a different level than me. <laughs> Gabby was just I feel like she was more ballsy than me. I knew that obviously I had to tell like white lies and like I don't know, I was a little more like we both had the same intention, but I was a little more like chill about it Gabby was just like I don't fucking care uh, honestly <laughs> I'll say as a kid I definitely felt overshadowed by the amount of like siblings in our household so I felt like I felt like when I went to school it was my time to shine and I would do anything that it took to just like stand out and get attention which sounds terrible but that's I that's where I feel like the rebellion began so Gabby let's where do we start so our parents gave us a lot of pressure with grades because they were dentists they're professionals they have professional careers. They pride themselves on it. It was like we would get literally science textbooks for Christmas, like biology. Like they wanted us to be doctors or attorneys or something really like prestigious. And grades were important in our household. And Gabby and I, undiagnosed ADHD in high school, could not focus for the life of us, had a very hard time retaining information. School wasn't formatted for our brains, but we were very creative and they didn't really focus on that. They focused, oh, well, you need to get good grades. So I, I went one way. I just overly like threw myself into the textbooks like I read chapters before a test like over and over again like would take six hours making myself sick not eating sleeping like just to get a b just to get a fucking b Gabby on the other hand was like I'm gonna find the fucking answer keys and I'm gonna start a business and charge people to get the answer key before a test that was this bitch listen I had a drive for business when I was young I was so scared I would get caught. And then Gabby goes, this is what you do. You write on your leg under your uniform skirt. So you look up your skirt while you're taking the test because no one can tell you pull up your skirt. You're so bad. <laughs> so, okay, what Evil. I would do is, you know what? At the time, it wasn't that easy. Like people have apps now and stuff. But like back then when we were in high school, God, we sound so old. Um, there was websites, not apps, because smartphones were like starting to get big. So all of us had like our little like 
different versions of a phone. Not everyone had the iPhone, okay? And um, you weren't allowed to have phones in school when we were in school. Now apparently it's allowed. Yeah, people are, are making TikToks in class, which is crazy to me. But at the bottom of a printed worksheet, in every chapter, there's lessons. There's like lesson one, lesson two, lesson three, lesson four, test. And you get pop quizzes after every lesson to check to see if you're doing the reading. So if you look at the bottom of your textbook pages, there's websites. And so at the bottom of uh, a worksheet, God, am I teaching people how to cheat? At the bottom of a worksheet, there's a website also. So I would search on Google, on my computer, the website name at the bottom of the worksheet, the lesson and like the dash and the slashes and then write answer key next to it in the Google search. Then all of a sudden I find an answer key. It was as simple as that. And then people were nervous that like, I would find those online, but I'm like, what if the teachers know that exists and they, they like change it around? Well, that's where the previous uh, upperclassmen worksheets came into play. So then when that started happening, I made, I befriended uh, an upperclassman and she gave me all of her worksheets since they gave them back at the end of the year to study for the final. And then I, sometimes even if the teachers did mix up the questions, sometimes it was the same questions. So that's when that business became a hustle. And this bitch bought herself a Lacoste beach towel with her own money from this. And Mac makeup. <laughs> you were also the first person to get me to steal. What? Mm-hmm. What? Wait, what? Charlotte Roos. When? <laughs> Wait, what? I don't remember this. Gabby, it was like 2011. We were shopping for like a school dance. And you're like, just put these earrings in your bag and walk out. I remember the earrings. They were like big earrings. They were like purple and like big. I don't remember this. The era where we wore tight skirts, like the black skirts that went with every top. I didn't even know I stole from Charlotte Russe. Gabby, you were like, what? I mean, people, I've seen TikToks where it's like people are like opening up about their like, ooh, their first time like doing. (laughs) Oh my God. Mine was Charlotte Russe. I think yours was Claire's. No. Limited to? No, I think it was Victoria. Oh yeah, you're a Victoria's Secret girly. That's the other thing. So our parents, like, they did well. They they worked really hard. They deserve everything that they have. Like they went to school. They we were raised very fortunate. However, we were not given everything we wanted. Like, yeah, we had a nice house because our parents wanted a nice house. They they deserve a nice house. So people in our high school would think they would say, Oh, Nikki and Gabby are rich. And in my head, I'm like, no, no, no. My, my, my parents, parents are um, rich because when it was time to go to the mall, our parents would give us like 20 bucks if we were lucky. Yeah. At, their, at 15 <laughs> years old, I made a whole vlog on this at 15 years old. Um, our parents said, if you want like command hooks for your bedroom, if you want folders for your classes, if you want a t-shirt at the mall, you got to make your own money. We're not going to give it to you anymore. If you want a movie ticket. And that's when Nikki and I threw ourselves into the work field was 15 years old. And that's why it always bothered me when people would comment on my TikToks. If I'm showing nice things, some comments will be like, oh, to have inherited family money. And I'm like, whoa, uh uh-uh. I remember literally crying my eyes out because my mom wouldn't give me me money to get command hooks when I was 15. And they weren't like greedy or anything. They just were trying to teach us the hustle, which obviously it worked. It worked. I just want to say me and Gabby have like had a drive to get ourselves our own things since we were 15. I remember like a frozen yogurt place being built next to our house and I watched it get built. And I, the day that it looked kind of ready, it wasn't even open yet. I showed up in my car and I said, do you have an application I can fill out? Cause I wanted to work. Actually, no, we yogurt. were so young. You didn't show up in your own car. We showed up in the back of mom's car. She was driving. Oh my God. That's how young we were. Yeah. We um, couldn't drive. But yeah, Gabby and I like went through that phase, the five finger discount phase. We've gone through a lot of phases. Like, I feel like Nikki and I were partying way before everybody else because of the strict parents. We were getting involved into different things that like the friends that had cool parents weren't getting into. Um, One being like those sleepovers with the alcohol bottles. Okay. Yeah. So um, our parents also really thought we'd never have a rebellious phase. So they just left all their hard liquor just like on display in like the wine cellar. When I went, okay, so our class didn't start having house parties till like junior year. But I remember fall 2011, junior year, a kid in our class was notorious for his parents going out of town and he would throw a party. (laughs) His parents would go on vacation 
every weekend. Like I want to be, I want to be them. Like I want to be them. Now that we're older, I'm like, oh, they're probably like a very healthy, like marriage and healthy sex life kind of thing. Yeah, like shit. But he would always throw parties. And um, I remember I was like, Gabby, what are, how are we going to get there? Because we have to be there. We're partiers. Like we have to be there. And the, like everyone had to bring alcohol. So I was like, all right, mom and dad literally have it on display, but how do we get there? And Gabby goes, listen, we're going to say we're staying at this friend's house because she's not close enough to her mom even knows how to get in contact with the parents. Oh, wait, <laughs> wait I remember this. You were like the, you came up with the plans and I just followed through, just followed suit. You did it work. Them, I forget. Did it work? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> But like Gabby was smart with this friend choice because we had recently been talking about this new friend, but it wasn't like we, we weren't like close enough. We only hung like out once. My mom would have no idea how to contact her. But my mom believed it because it's like we've been talking about this fr- new friend, you know, mm-hmm. so it was great. So my mom, I feel so bad. She didn't know she was dropping you she off at a boy's house. Drove, well, Gabby had her senior boyfriend at the time take her, but my mom drove me to this house party, not knowing it was a house party and dropped That's me so off. That's so mean. That's horrible. <laughs> I <laughs> Well, I've never known that to this day. Yeah, I felt like I had a devil horns. Wait, I was like, oh, didn't when push came to shove, didn't his parents call every single parent of one like, of the parties, one of the, one of the parties, they came back and things were destroyed. And then like <laughs> they sat him down and made him list all the people that were there. And then they called all the parents. And remember mom was like, I can't believe you had me drop you off. Do you remember <laughs> someone well, like puked all over the washing machine or something? Yeah. Oh yeah. I think, it, I think it was you, Gabby. No, I didn't. I never. I never got drunk you, at those parties. I thought you th- you threw up no. all over the gray like garage floor. No, no. <laughs> and then like s- s- people were chasing. You were chasing Thomas outside. <laughs> it was that night. It was the wild one. So, um, yeah. obviously the first house party went well. No, like when we all saw each other back in school that that like following Monday we're all like, hey, like yeah, like we that did that. That was a crazy one. But um then we realized oh we can do this every time like if we because it all worked so obviously like we got caught like after a few parties but um it was great while it lasted and i just remember that was the year we started drinking but that wasn't our first time drinking our very first time drinking we were sophomores in high school and we had our two best girlfriends stay over and this is so embarrassing but i don't give a fuck our parents didn't trust me and Gabby enough to house sit while they were away. So they would hire somebody to come that like a family friend to come sleep at the house to make sure like we weren't up to no good. They had to suspect something. I don't think they thought we would go to house parties, but I think they thought that we would, we would have no problem inviting people to our house. Yeah. So they would have this like older friend of ours there they're idiots because we were even though she was 25 and we were 18 we were still friends with her like so it like but um they had her come house sit and me and gabby tried sneaking it around her because we just at that point we're like we can't get caught so i remember we had our best girlfriends stay in the basement of we, we have a finished basement with a living room so we i we went upstairs and we would each have to bring a pillowcase and blankets and sneak <laughs> alcohol and <laughs> walk down to the basement and walk past the clink, house sitter clink, clink. and you, gabby you would hear clink 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 like all the alcohol bottles and like a duffel bag clinking and then that's how we got caught right yeah because of the clinking and she goes do you think i'm stupid i hear the clinking and then we got caught and we were already oh, kind of she like yell at all of our friends. I didn't expect that because we were friends with her. It drove a wedge between our friendship with her. I remember saying like, I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to call my mom. You're being so mean. She's like, go ahead. Call your mom. I'm like, oh, oh my I God. Wait, we had a whole group of people downstairs in the basement. Remember? And we got yelled at and she was sending everybody home and I was so embarrassed and upset and I was crying. And when you're in high school, like you look forward to the weekends. And if that goes to shit, then you have to wait a whole fucking school week to try again. That sucked. Oh, that was the <laughs> worst. That sucked. Ugh. That was the worst feeling. Like, if a night goes to shit now, I'm like, all right, well, another night. You want to talk about the first time we smoked weed? I remember, for some reason, something... Well, I don't I remember forget your, I forget your story, but I remember something, like, you were, like, cr- like so scared. Yeah, I, mean, I don't remember this. Or was that the Four Locos night? You have a better memory. Oh, I had the spins. Mm-hmm. like you were like freaking out and you didn't smoke for a long time after your first time smoking i remember 
When what when did I smoke? When was it? I think it was it was high school. It was like an after party or something. I think that was my first time taking a Xanax. You did? Yeah. And I just kept telling everyone I was horny. Oh my god. Okay. I don't know, man. The first time I smoked, it was out of a bong and it was in one of my friends' cars, one of our LVPA friends' cars. Oh, we used to hotbox in high yeah, school. Yeah, hotbox. Um, yeah, I, I hit a bong and then I went home and like laid in my bed with my boyfriend at the time, just staring at the ceiling, like the room was spinning. And I was like, I'm not okay. I'm not okay. And he's like, you're fine. You're fine. But I was like, just Gabby, zooted. whenever I think of our rebellious era, this is what I think of. This is what comes to my mind. Keep, uh, the keeping up with the Kardashians, always playing on repeat, like the show <laughs> playing in your room, hearing that song. What's that song? I can't see anything but love. That's the beginning yeah. of Nikki and Gabby beauty. Yeah. We started <laughs> Nikki and Gabby during our rebellious. <laughs> oh, we really did. Wow. We were hustling while we were getting fucked so up. So I just remember that song. And I remember um, wearing tight BB dresses and like little Charlotte Ruse black skirts and like smelling their dare get togethers, wearing Uggs and smelling weed and your pink bedroom and clinking of alcohol bottles and Demi Lovato Unbroken Tour. And oh my God, Nikki, you are unlocking <laughs> such a memory. It's an era. It's an era, Gabby. Like... I was just listening to all those songs on the way here because I just made like a pregame playlist because obviously pregame came out. But like I was listening whenever I think of fall and getting fucked up, I think of that time period. And I'm, it's all those songs, Gabby. Oh, my God. The feels I didn't I didn't like my high school experience. But I will say the rebellion era was my favorite favorite. Like, just figuring myself out. We weren't on the same page for a bit because you got in a serious relationship and I was single and we weren't relating. And then when the party era happened, you're like, oh, Nikki's cool. She's not like a. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what, what's it called? A narc. You're like, she's not a narc. She's cool. She's not going to, like, bust on me. She's going to join me and be bad with me. Yeah, that was fun. We were both, like, team bad together. And what's crazy is all of our, like, our siblings are, like, just as rebellious no, as we are. No, but Alex didn't go through. Our older sister no, didn't. She, but she was rebellious, but not in the way that we were. Gabby, there was one point where that rebellion era was getting a little too crazy to where, like, we'd go to school football games fucked up and, like... I knew the party phase was getting bad when me and two friends somehow ended up in a random 20 something year old's basement in downtown Bethlehem with two grown men and we're getting weed and four locos from them. And I was just like, I had, I just like looked around me and I'm like, how did I get here? Kind of moment. This sounds like a euphoria episode. And then we got back to our house and I had the spins. Never have a full four loco when you're five foot. Just don't do it. I don't hang out with fucking 20 year old men when you're in high school. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and don't hang out with 20 something year old men when you're in fucking high school. I was 15. Like that's not oh, okay. Hell no. Creepy, creepy, creepy. Um, but I just remember like wanting to get out of there and it's like we went there, fancied people, got our shit and left and got fucked up and I had the spins. I just unlocked a memory. Do you remember the end of our rebellious phase? We got really punished. Do you remember what it was? What? We had our cousin in town from Connecticut. And we told mom that we were going to our friend's house in Bethlehem, but we really went to a random guy's parents' house and we slept in the living room. Okay, so here's the teeth. It was the summer before senior year of high school and Gabby and I were really, we were really pretty fucking cool. Sophomore, junior year, even freshman year, senior year was really fucking rough. Cause we had started YouTube. And, um, by that time when now looking back, when you're with the same group of people in a small school going four years all together, we sustained like coolness and no drama for like three years. But senior year got so bad. Cause it's like, everybody gets in each other's shit and gets nosy and holds you to your past self. And, Everyone didn't like a senior year and we felt that shift that summer. So we were partying with our cousin. She came in town and we were looking forward to this so much. And when you start losing friends, you lose that crew that parties with you. So we were like, we want to st still be in our rebellious era, but 
there's nobody to rebel with. Mm -hmm. So we called our cousin and she drove down and, um, at the time, and this is what parents don't think about. I was kind of depressed and I was really excited to go be rebellious with relatives, like a, a cousin at some guy's house. And my mom figured it out and she showed up and she picked us up, sent our cousin home and we were so fucking punished. We weren't allowed. I must have blocked this all off. I don't remember this. We weren't all. allowed to like see or hang out with people that whole month before school started. Yeah, it was bad. And obviously I felt my mom like was thought she was doing the right thing. But I think like um, it was a time in a time like that where I was like, I wish my mom would just understand my feelings because like that's when I started cutting myself like senior oh. year. I talked about this online, but um, I don't blame it on that. But I think it's like parent. there's sometimes such a disconnect when your kid is kind of acting out and rebelling. There's also like okay like i get like be mad at them and implement rules to keep their safety but also like i would have loved for my mom to just sit at the end of my bed and be like how are you are you okay how are you feeling and i i wish i could say mom like i ha i've had lost all my friends and i just wanted to get those memories back of partying even if it was just with our cousin someone that didn't go to our school and like now i can't see anyone not that there was anyone to see but I don't know. It was just like crushing to like, I felt like my, I felt like my life was going like this and then it really was going like this. Oh yeah. She wouldn't, I remember not, she wouldn't let me see my ex and he was leaving for college soon. Yeah. Was, yeah. I remember that. So it's like sometimes like the negatives of having strict parents outside of like making fun, like we're making it funny having strict kid or we're laughing about the opposite effect that strict parents have on their kids. But also there's like, an emotional disconnect that I think is important to look at in having a parent and having a kid where it's good to be strict, but like care about your child's emotional well-being because when you're at that age, you don't have control. It's really up to your parents and your authoritative people in your life and your teachers. Authoritarian, authoritative. There's all different types of parenting. And I, I forget which one is the strict one. Is that authoritarian? I don't know. You're just constantly being told what to do. And everyone's saying, well, fuck your well-being. You got to go to school. Fuck your well-being. You got your punished. Fuck your well-being. Like you're allowed and not allowed to do this. I honestly feel like sometimes the being strict is for their best interest. But at the same time, some parents like I feel like seriously get off to slapping rules and having control. And um, I do feel like in all due respect, I get it like being a parent is hard and you want to go to bed early and you want to be able to like not have to wear a bra in your own house. But it's like sometimes like your kids genuinely like need certain things outside of school and homework and eating dinner and going to bed. And I feel like that's just a conversation that should take place at some point because I do feel like you and I suffered. You had depression. I had very bad anxiety and it was during these high school years. And I think maybe my high school experiences, I like, I don't want to go back and I think negatively on them because I would never go back. I wasn't happy at all. I felt like I was trapped in school and I felt like I was trapped at home. And I think that's why I got into like a very bad relationship in that, in those years. Cause I, I felt like, like a way out. I feel like people that had really chill upbringings and emotionally available parents would like, would go back to high school. Like some people genuinely peaked in high school. Some people had great households, great athletic careers, great grades, great respect from the school, a lot of friends, and they would do anything to go back for a day. And like, I can't relate. But you know, <laughs> you ever think if we peaked in high school, do you, don't you think like we wouldn't have like given our, our all and effort into these careers? Not at all. I really think that at the time I couldn't see the silver lining of being not popular and having everyone hate me Spe specifically senior year, because you think senior year, you're going to have seniority. You always look up to the seniors. And when we were finally seniors, the underclassmen were bullying us. The underclassmen were fucking bullying us and subtweeting us and making fun of our videos and pulling them up in class. And like the volleyball team pulling up my covers on YouTube and making fun of me and then me having to private all of my musical covers. You literally deleted your channel. We were basically bullied um twice in our life and there's gonna be some people who went to high school with us who like Claimed. transferred in like the middle of the year or like like there's certain people who like 
who have in the past been like Nikki and Gabby were not bullied. They were so popular, but it's like they were in the friend groups. They didn't know what was going on. And that was from their perspective. Yeah. And we didn't, there's specific people that are saying that online, but like we literally have never even talked to them. So, um, everyone has their own perspective, but what actually happened was we had an entire friend group that was really close in high school and our be- one of our best friends in that friend group freshman year passed away really young at 14. And it tied us all together really close because all of us only knew what each other was feeling. And we all stayed really close, that same friend group, up until literally ju- the summer, summer to senior year. And that friend group just decided not to be friends with me and Gabby anymore. And I think that hurt more than normal because we had all went through that trauma together. There were like two or three people that our friends at the time befriended that were from our middle school who always didn't like Nikki and I. But once they became friends with those girls that never liked me and Gabby from middle school, then they didn't like me and Gabby. And they all would like watch our videos and make fun of them and there was a time where like sock buns were popular Mm. and gabby used to wear sock buns to school every day and then there was this shady as fuck instagram post where they all put socks in their hair and they were like national sock bun day or something like that like a literal sock over a ponytail and they took everyone took their turns and they made a a fucking collage of everybody's ponytails i'm pretty sure they're all nurses now yeah i just remember like that kind of like that kind of bullying happened and obviously like the people that weren't in our situation in high school wouldn't know that um because that was happening in our it was internal like you wouldn't if someone from the outside wouldn't really know unless they went on twitter and i think me and gabby did a really good job of like we were bullied before in middle school and then senior like seventh grade and and senior high school those stick out to me And I think because we had been through it in seventh grade, we were really good by senior year, knowing that we were leaving like the high school that year, we were a little bit more fuck it. Yeah. We were just like eye roll. We were like, whatever, but we would be upset about it. Like I was literally self harming, but like the the tires getting slashed, the our parents front lawn getting forked. Like, yeah. Like our friends, our cars were fucked with the um, police having to get called my parents had to call the police on certain house like our house got egged but it was at the point where like we didn't know if it was these girls or if it was there was a group of guys that became friends with that they were all intimate with the group of guys they were all screwing each other and they all hated me and gabby and like it was a group of guys in high school and a group of girls and the group of guys which is what's really weird is we were really good friends with in middle school it's like everybody got brainwashed by like these few people that didn't like us from middle school it was truly insane truly insane i but honestly feel like that's why i stayed in that horrible like relationship that i was in was gabby because of i that. fell into a relationship i didn't i didn't want to date my first boyfriend because i i didn't feel romantic feelings he was my best friend but i felt obligated to date him or else i would truly be alone in high school Jeez, truly hair care does not stop in the shower and kitsch really understands that they give you products that you can use obviously in the shower but also outside of the shower I use the Kitsch shampoo and conditioner bars. They are magical. My hair feels so soft, not to mention they're like shower toys. Like it feels so so fun, like to play with it in your hair. And the conditioner smells like coconut and it, my whole shower just smells so good. They have like essential oils in them that just really make the shower feel like a spa. And my hair has never been softer. I have bleached hair and they're organic and natural. And I just, absolutely love using them i'm a pillowcase girly because i don't know what i do in my sleep but without the pillowcase my hair gets all messed up in the middle of the night and now i feel like i wake up and my hair is actually like still styled from the day before plus it's really good for your skin because i feel like acne comes from dirty pillowcases yeah the satin pillowcases help my extensions not mat up Mm -hmm. my extensions stay nice and silky kitsch is your one-stop shop for holiday gifting they have every type of hair product you could literally give everyone in your family different things from Kitsch because there's just so many things they offer and they're all great quality. Right now, this November, Kitsch is offering 25 to up to 60% off site-wide. And this is only this November, so get on that. All you have to do is go to kitsch.com twins. Easiest code, can't forget it. You heard that up to 60% in discounts on mykitsch.com twins. M-Y-K-I-T-S-C-H dot com slash twins. Plus, Kitsch has unbelievable flash deals, discounts, so check back often. 
One more time, that's mykitch.com slash twins for huge holiday discounts. All November long. So a word from our sponsor of today's episode, DoorDash. We love. We love DoorDash. It makes it possible to get your errands done, the chores in your house, all the work you have to do. All you got to do is download the app and there's so many deliveries available. You can order food. You can get household items. Grocery shop. Essentials. Guys, I literally abuse DoorDash. Like, I think I, I use it every day. I just looked at my bank statements. It's like DoorDash, DoorDash, DoorDash. Like, same. It's really, really hard not to, especially when there's so much to do in the in the week. It makes doing multiple tasks possible and it shows you restaurants in your area it could be family owned small businesses or it could be your favorite national restaurants if you guys use our code opposite twins for up to 50 percent off a 20 dollar value with zero dollars in delivery fee so that's 50 percent off with 20 dollars in value plus free delivery if you guys use our code opposite twins and I'm about to use it because I use it every day. <laughs> that is an amazing and incredible deal. So if you guys are listening, definitely use that. And yeah, let's get back into the podcast. So isn't that crazy? Let's take this back to the strict parenting. It's crazy because I feel like you and I search for validation and fun in dangerous, risky slash horrible relationships and even though we were safe during our party rebellious phase some people who have strict parents and want to rebel sometimes they're not safe sometimes accidents happen and speaking on behalf of my future self because I know how much I love and I know I get very overbearing I want to make sure my future kids are as safe as possible I don't want anything to happen to them and I think it's insightful to hear what can go on if you push them away in this way? It's like if there's no peace here and there's no peace there or you tra- you feel trapped here and you feel trapped there, then this is when accidents happen. It's when you fall into abusive relationships or like take it out on yourself in really self-destructive ways like self-harming, alcohol or drugs. So I feel like this is like the message here, the moral of the story. It's just like you don't want to be that parent that is like, yo, let's smoke a joint together. And then it's like you both are being rebellion together but you also don't want to be that parent that slaps the wrist every time something doesn't go a perfect way there were times where i swear to god like i love our parents to death but i I still say this to their faces i think there was times where they just liked to have the feeling of control as we were getting older i feel like they were feeling like they were losing control because we were developing our own opinions and doing what we wanted respectfully and sometimes I'd be like, can this person come over? They're doing nothing. We're all doing nothing. I'm having a day where I needed a pick me up. And they're just like, no. And I said, well, why? Okay. And I'm they gonna go, s- they go, because I said so. I'm going to speak on behalf of mom and dad now that I have just gone through a lot this year. I totally understand why they would just say no, just to say no, because you run a business, like you're relaxing, you have so much to do, like such a big to-do list, all these kids, all their curriculars, and then you just relax and then they want to have a play date. Like, I'm sorry, but I, this is reason 112 why I could see myself not embracing the whole family thing because I love to work and I love to relax and I can't even imagine trying to appease that need in in a child that I wasn't a child when like that would happen like I was like 16 and I was just like my friends are going to this local Duncan next to the high school can I just go after school she'd be like no because she would have to drive you probably no I had my license at 16 it was just like just no oh well I'm just speaking on behalf of if I was just like a parent and like the front like my kid was just like oh can I just hang out with this person can I have this person over and I'm just like laying on the couch in pajamas watching a movie no no I mean but at the time you get angry because you don't get that. But as you get older, you get it. But there were just times where like, even when we were in like third grade and there was a cool birthday party happening and everyone was talking about it. And we're like, can we go? And mom's like, where is it? Who is it? No, you're not allowed. Oh yeah, we weren't allowed to have, we weren't allowed to have sleepovers for a while. Um, I remember one time this girl, this really cool girl in our class in first or second grade had a <laughs> pool party sleepover party in her new house. And she had and like a mansion. Everyone she had like a movie theater it. room where all their sleeping bags were spread out. Looks so and fun. Nikki and I, well, not only did, um, were we not allowed to sleep over, but we weren't allowed to swim because we had just gotten our hair cut. Was that why we weren't allowed to yeah. swim? Yeah. We weren't allowed to swim because we just got a haircut. And I guess from a parent, a parent's perspective, then we'd have to wash our hair again. And it's just another thing to do. 
So we... What was because we had ear infections or something? No, it was a haircut thing. And we weren't allowed to swim. And then uh, we also weren't allowed to sleep over. And I remember I tried to pretend to fall asleep in the movie theater room so that I'd be allowed to sleep over. And, and our mom carried us out pretending to sleep to the car. And then we cried the whole way home. I know. I bet I get it. It's yeah. just every parent has their own anxieties. Maybe we don't know anything about those kids' parents. Maybe she knew something we didn't or Yeah. You can't tell your kid everything. Yeah. So can't tell your kid everything. <laughs> I don't know. But let us know if you guys ever played that game where you pretended to either fall asleep at a friend's house to stay there and then the parent your parent takes you out holding you or did you like practice and rehearse a let's have a sleepover dance with your friend I to used, ask for a sleepover? I my one of my one of our best friends from middle school recently cleaned out her old purses and found all these notes that we would write to our parents begging them to have a sleepover. We would write notes to articulate our feelings like, please, just this one time, like blah, 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 in our big bubbly it letter handwriting. It was such a big deal to have a sleepover because it's all we looked forward to because school sucks. I wonder <laughs> if having sleepovers were, were that special to the ones that were allowed to have them. Yeah. Or were they that special to us because we weren't allowed to have sleepovers? That's crazy. So I do think it's important to talk about ways we stayed safe through that rebellious phase because I think there are some people watching that are probably in it. And everybody has to be safe, but also enjoy the quality of your life, but be safe because these are things that could like could open the door to really scary, unsafe situations, specifically house parties when everybody's drinking and everybody's exploring or themselves. when you have no place to go after the party's over to sleep and you don't want to go home and you don't want to drive drunk. Yeah. Well, Uber wasn't a thing when we were in high school. Nope. We had to like figure out ride scenarios and I'm glad like there's apps now like Uber and, you know, and what's the other one? Lyft. Yeah. Um, so ways that I stayed safe in high school was I didn't want to get too fucked up to, to where I was out of control because I didn't know. I didn't know where like I, every time there was a house party, it was a place I hadn't been. So this is my little older sister advice. No one knows how drunk you actually are. You can literally, like there were times where me and a best friend would act drunker than we were because we wanted to be a part of the cool party, but we didn't get that fucked up because it would go off vibes. If we felt safe, okay, get fucked up, but also within reason. But if you, if it's your first time at this house and there's guys and girls there, I found myself getting drunker the nights it was all girls, but when it was like a co-ed house party, guys kind of scared me. So I wouldn't, I would have one drink, not even, and if it was a shot, I would literally get water and pretend it was fucking vodka. Like you don't, you do you like no one knows everyone's, especially when they're drunk, they don't know how drunk you are. So keep, get like tipsy, but don't get out of control. That helped me because there were situations where things were happening and I, I was glad that I wasn't fully fucked up because I was able to use my logic and keep myself safe. You can keep yourself safe. Don't rely on someone else to keep you safe. I wish I could give different advice, but that was my exact advice. When I was started part, par, uh, when I started partying like hardcore in college, I would say up until the end of sophomore year, I was just like, not drinking as much as people thought I was because I just wanted to be safe and okay. But I also didn't want people to think I wasn't a blast or wasn't fun. And I knew I didn't need that much to drink anyway to be a blast and be fun. I, I don't need a drink period to be fun. I just loved the energy when everyone was partying and it was just chaos. And I loved surrounding myself with pure chaos. So my I, advice was the same. I see comments about how me and Ga how me and Gabby are pushing 30 and we need to just stop partying and grow up. Oh my God. Well, I, I'm glad I didn't see those comments. I haven't seen them yet, but well, like I'm promoting like a party song. So I see some of those comments saying, Nikki, no one relates. We all have kids now. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's another group of people who don't. <laughs> um, I, th I just think a good time is a good time and I'll always value a good time. I don't care how old I am. And I think the reason I think me and Gabby realized how much we were like during this rebellious phase because now it's not rebelling now it's just a wine night or actually getting drunk at a party and it's fun I love weddings because you get fucked up I love wine nights I love but we're not alcoholics you just love taking the edge off you know and just like chilling yeah I feel like anytime you see someone that has fun the label is like 
they drink too much. They're an alcoholic. Or you see someone who um, doesn't do that and you're like, they're lame. It's like not either. Yeah. I I feel like anything within reason is okay. But at the same time, if someone wants to party Monday through Friday and they're 28 years old, that's that's on them. That's fine. Everyone is living a different path. And, you know, maybe you partied a lot in your rebellious phase in high school and you're over it now. But, you know, it the party shamers, that pisses me off because everyone's like idea of fun is different anymore. And, you know, just because someone found it fun at a certain age and doesn't now doesn't mean it's wrong to go through still a rebellion and a party phase now. Also, I do want to talk about the concept of delayed adolescence. This could happen when you have strict parents. This could happen if you grew up closeted and you came out later in life. This could happen because of the pandemic. I heard this term when figuring out I was queer. I realized, why do I want to do things that I wanted to do when I was in high school or younger? Why is my inner child really loud right now? Why do I want to like dance and party and not prioritize things? Why do I want to dress up and do this? And why am I, it feels like I'm getting younger and I'm like, what is going on? Yes. And I had somebody <laughs> tell me, uh, I think it was a therapist. It was my, literally no, my therapist. No, it was- oh, it was our, our friend, our friend who also grew up in this conservative small town going to Catholic schools like us. He's in LA and he's openly gay with a boyfriend right now. And he said, Nikki, it's called delayed adolescence. Basically, if you grew up in those prime years where you should be having fun, but you can't be your your full self, you will experience that all over again when you can finally be yourself. And I'm like, oh my God, to everyone else that got, that got to, I can't imagine living high school being your full self, how fun that was. It feels like a big playground of house parties. That's crazy. we didn't get that in high school or college. I didn't come out till I was 25, like dead ass. So I'm kind of living that now and I'm having so much fun. When I go to LA, I'm running around like the neighborhood and just like partying and I'm feeling everything I always dreamed of feeling because I never felt that way. We had to censor how we dressed in high school. We would get made fun of. Our parents wouldn't allow us out of the house with what we wanted to wear. I didn't want to look slutty. I just wanted to express my fashion in with like, oh, wow, strict parents and having a say in what you wear. Yeah. <gasps> and we're, we're obsessed with fashion. Oh, I just self-expression. I wanted to wear leather and cutouts and they're like, you can't leave the house I wanted to wear pumps and heels and I wasn't allowed to wear anything more than two inches. Yeah. I just, I wanted to wear eye makeup at such a young age. And my mom would always be like, take that off. Do you oh remember? My gosh, we got in trouble for putting makeup on at a, at a play date in fifth grade. Oh, we were constantly bringing makeup to school and putting on makeup and coming home in makeup and our mom yelling at us. Yeah. You would bring your blue eyeliner to school. Wait, this is making me want to even like talk about like Catholic school. <laughs> we went to Catholic school. On top of having strict parents who went to Catholic school where there were uniforms, me and Gabby were fashion girlies and a long pleated skirt past your knees. That's giving, no, that's just, ew. With knee high socks, you need to see some skin, like break it up a little bit, you know? So me and Gabby were always trying to feel our best in these uniforms. So we would roll our skirts. There's actually a video on YouTube of how to like literally break the rules in school and get away with it. I think we have, a, what's it called? Life hacks. Mm -hmm. teaching you how to like actually get away with rolling your skirt and looking like it's tucked in when it's actually not because our mom wouldn't let us hem our skirts to where we wanted them to be so we would roll them and then fake tuck our shirts and I would wear like a t-shirt underneath my polo we would wear necklaces underneath the button-up blouse and roll it under the cami so it looks like it's tucked in and your skirt is rolled under that so this one time we were changing classes in middle school and Something happened so bad that a teacher was, her breath was taken away. And she called an emergency meeting for just the girls in It was because of me. Seventh grade, or in eighth grade. Eighth grade girls, seventh and eighth grade girls, this classroom now. So we're all in the classroom, like, what is going on? And she closes the door and she's like, what did she say, Gabby? She was like, Take, I was in the middle of grading homework and I looked out the hallway and a student in this very room was reaching up to her locker, and I saw everything. I saw everything. And that, that was me. She eventually pulled me aside and told yeah. me it was me. And, but everyone knew it was Gabby because everyone was too scared to like go against the Catholic school rules, so everybody was just like, 
Wait, I, how did everyone know it was me? I, I remember that. How did everyone know? Because you were the only one with a short skirt. And I was that had an up, uh, I was the only one with a short skirt that had an up locker like that you had to reach up for. Everyone's just like, it's fucking Gabby. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm sitting there as your twin, like so embarrassed. Like, fuck, fuck. Everyone just knew. Oh, that's horrible. And I was like, listen, I've rolled my skirt too. But when I was around teachers, I like I said, you had a fuck it mentality. I was a little more sneaky. I was like long short long you were just like i'm rocking a short skirt (laughs) 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 and um gabby i literally to this day like it's so fucking funny that she was so upset (laughs) and i thought she was gonna shed a tear but then she wanted to get everybody mad at you so she was like no no more uniform days no more no more non-uniform days the rest of the year because of this student and everyone's like no, like, but non uniform days didn't count because we weren't allowed to wear shit on. There was this days. one teacher's pet that always had a short skirt, and she never got in trouble. We would have strict parents and strict teachers, so like, oh my god, <laughs> you're gonna scream at no, 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 what, what? The movie theater era. Oh, in middle school, that was, was the, the start of the rebellion in seventh was. grade. Our mom would drop us off at the movie theater and we had just gotten cell phones for the first time. And we would always meet up with guys and some of our best girlfriends and go to the movies. And some of those guys would be dating and we'd sit near each other, watch a kid's movie and just make out the whole time. Speak for yourself. I didn't have my first make out for a little bit. You were, you thought I was so advanced. You're like, Nikki, what? I remember I saw the movie prom night. Oh my God. <laughs> I was there, but you know I didn't have a thing. Dating now like feels like that. That's what I, Nikki, that's literally what I was going to say off camera. Like, Gabby, tonight, do you want to walk to the Regal movie theater? I go there. All, it's literally next to my apartment. <gasps> and then it could be like. Uh... I'm down. That's, that sounds fun. So cute. Gabby, when I walked in there, it felt like it never changed. I'm like, um, I think. It's safe to say that like, especially if you're going to like a strict Catholic school, going from a strict household at home, going to a strict school, there's like no median. There's no nowhere to express yourself or do the things you want to do. And that's where the rebellion happens. And I feel like rebellion could start anywhere as early as like middle school, even like late elementary school, all the way up through college, high school. And I feel as though for us, especially being in like such a vault, like a influencer vault, and you can't do this, you can't do that. I feel like all the more to us wanting to be rebellious at this age. I understand us now. And I think that's really good insight for when I'm raising a kid one day, it's like, you know, it's gonna, they're gonna go through some kind of phase. Do you want it to be then or now? And I think that I kind of was jealous of the public school kids, to be honest. I kind of wished maybe we would have went to like public school if we had such strict parents, but having strict parents and strict teachers and strict dress code and strict rules, it's like, like what? Have you noticed all of the, the part, the crazy partiers, the hardcore ones are all like married with kids now and settled? Yes, because they got it out of their system. And a part of me wishes I could have my shit together at this age, but I have empathy for myself and where I'm at because- I still got more I want to do. There's more we want to do and more we want to live because we weren't able to do it. I think that maybe we would have had a normal college experience if we didn't get YouTube famous, but I would never change it for the world. I just think we have a different route that we're taking than other people took because- with the fame came brand like a team that was trying to keep us brand friendly right when we were ready to kind of explore it was like nope you can't come out you can't have colored hair you can't curse you can't show skin i remember our manager said nikki i can see your areolas through your shirt on your instagram take it down i got told we weren't we weren't getting brand deals because i had blue hair and i said well i wasn't allowed to have colored hair i went to fucking catholic school i'm gonna have blue hair oh yeah i was told to stop wearing lingerie on my instagram at the time, there was no name to that aesthetic. It was called, now it's called Coquette. But I was wearing like little dainty slips and lingerie and gloves. And and our manager at the time was like, Gabby, you're not going to get any brand deals if you're dressed like a hooker. But you know slut. what's crazy is like, we dressed like 20 year olds. If you look at TikTok now, they all look so like grown up. We were just expected to act like we were in high school through our early 20s, which was fucked up because all the brands wanted back to school campaigns and shit. And like, we had to sell that. Yeah, during saturated era, we were 20 year olds acting Acting 14. We didn't want to do that. It's just, we were told by team members that if we wanted to make money, we had to do that. And that's on period. Like, I swear, 
we have been under rules for a very long time, not just parents, not just school, not just, you know, work, even in relationships too. And um, I'm just feeling free now and not saying that this is the worst thing that could happen, but it's really good to bring insight and awareness to those who are going through strict rules, no matter where it's coming from, the household, school, work, it's, it's a thing. And self-expression is another thing and feeling freedom, not feeling pressure or force or anything like that. So I think that honestly wraps up today's episode. We had a lot of stories. I did see in the comments, you guys wanted to hear more stories. We just told a ton of stories. And I mean, there's so many more, but I think when me and Gabby talk about what we want to talk about on this podcast, we always are like, okay, how can we get closer to you guys? And I think, I just think me and Gabby are trying to figure this all out while being public. So there's, it's not always going to be a straight line. It's not always going to be uphill. There's going to be mess ups, but I, that's why I'm really excited about this podcast. Cause I think if we can express this, maybe you guys can understand that it's a little challenging sometimes, you know? And yeah, I'm sure our stories are a bit messy and chaotic, but at the end of the day, I do feel Nikki and I have you guys for a reason. And I love sh- giving insight on the things we've gone through and maybe things you can relate to or have no idea. Maybe you're on the other end and Maybe you don't have strict parents or a strict school life or work life, but you want to get insight on this type of behavior and where it stems from. Yeah. So with that all being said, this was such a great episode. I feel like now I want to go listen to all that music from that time period. I feel like I want to hear more about that story with our cousin because I feel like it's like deja vu, but I I don't fully remember it. (laughs) Yeah. So I do have a pregame playlist if you guys are going through your rebellious fall era right now. I'll link it down below. It's just called Pregame by Nikki DeMar. I do have a single called Pregame, little plug. It's on the playlist, but there are so many more songs and it's all the songs me and Gabby used to get fucked up to that have resurfaced on TikTok. They're all having a moment again. So amazing. I'm really excited about it. And yeah, be sure to subscribe, press the bell notification. We have so many episodes coming for you guys every week. This podcast is on all streaming platforms and you can visually watch and listen on our YouTube channel. If you guys are on Spotify, head over to our YouTube channel. You don't want to miss the visual. But if you guys are on YouTube and you can't finish this whole YouTube video, go go listen to it on any other platform like Spotify. That's where I go. So, And we hope you guys tune in next week, next Tuesday for our next episode. We love you guys. Love you. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.